You are listening to Life Sci AI, the podcast series. Building on series one, we bring you series two, where we are looking to bring you more innovative and amazing ways that AI is being used in the life science industry across Europe. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Life Sci AI, the podcast series. In this episode, um, we are joined uh, by the CEO and founder of uh, Tarina. Uh, Tarina is a startup um, based in the Netherlands. Um, they have three products and have been going since 2014. And we are joined by Eva van Rikstorn. So thank you very much for joining us. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> My pronunciation of Dutch names gets better and better each time, the more that I speak with you guys. Um, so it's a pleasure to, to have you on. Please uh, introduce yourself in a little bit more detail um, to everyone listening and watching. Yeah, so hi, I'm Eva. I am... Um... I founded indeed Tirona in 2014 and Tirona is a medical AI company and we focus on making software products for medical image analysis, which means if a physician like a radiologist, but also a pulmonologist, for example, reads an image, we make software that helps them in their, their job. So we make software that makes it easier to diagnose a disease, that makes it easier uh, to uh, plan a treatment or to know how to follow up with a patient. And we do this with a focus on lung diseases. That's because I have a background in science um, and I always focused on the lungs and I like working on lungs because with lungs, you cannot just take out your lung and see what's going on. You really have to do it with imaging. <laughs> For example, yeah, if you work on breast cancer, you also do it mostly with imaging, but in the end, you can take it out with the lung you die if you do that, right? <laughs> um, so that's, a, that's the reason for imaging and lungs. Um, and actually the reason for starting Tirona because I had a, a scientific career in the Netherlands, in US, and I realized a lot more is possible than what actually reaches the patients or even the, the pharma companies when they make drugs. So there's a lot of things invented in science. I mean, you're a scientist. A lot of people are asking you, physicians, can I use the software that you describe in this paper that you make? And the answer is usually no, because you don't have time. You have to work on your scientific career and you, know, you can't put it directly into use. So the original start of Tirona was let's bridge the gap between what's possible in science and what actually reaches patients. That's that's how we started. <laughs> yeah, so definitely just closing the gap really between what's um, what's on the research side and actually in the implementation um, piece of it. So actually, when you, we speak to a lot of people who are postdocs in that sort of principal researcher stage, you want to move into industry um, for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. what's what's different about you Eva why did you think instead of joining a company I'm going to start one what's different and <laughs> how are you made a little bit differently <laughs> um I I think well it also times were maybe different in 2014 but I moved also from uh, the Netherlands to the US and there I worked for a, an academic group where there was also a spin out uh, and the spin out was not a software company it was actually a CRO so a company that helps pharma companies mm -hmm. run projects but I got a little bit of taste of, yeah, I have an idea how to, what I would like. Um, so I, th I think it's, it's maybe personality. It's also, we had uh, as a scientist already like starting customers. So the idea was right. this, I want this software that I've made with a group uh, in my career and I, I know who wants to use it. So 
Uh, and there's no company that directly does this. So let's, honestly, it was more like a, let's try and then we do exactly yeah. what we want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see it's very organic in, in, in the growth. And that's going to be, I think, a theme of this. It's sort of how you guys grow and it's been very organically. Um, but now, if you were to look back, I don't know if you had some perceptions of what it would be like leading a company. Has it, has it met your expectations or has there been things that are very different to how you thought it would go? <laughs> um, it's completely different. I mean, uh, when, when I, also when I describe sometimes in talks for entrepreneurs, for example, like how was the road of Tirana from 2014 with one and a half person to now with 40 plus persons, you can make this beautiful story but of course, every, I mean, everything was so different. I think, honestly, in reality, it's much nicer than I expected. But it's a really a, like a journey of learning from mistakes. That, that, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Um, I love it. Uh, it's, it's also much more um, dynamic than when I was a scientist. Um, yeah. But as I expected, no, I don't think I knew what to expect. I think no one knows what to, yeah, really yeah, yeah. to do it. And, you know for sure what's your role in the company now what are your what sort of your day-to-day -day? are you very much involved with the research and the, and the roadmaps still or are you sort of more um, relationship based around the external customers that you have yeah it's evolved a lot so indeed that uh, right now so i'm the the ceo and in the beginning i i was like as much programming as any other person in the company but slowly um that that i that's not so i honestly i know what we make i still know a lot of the medical knowledge but i, I have no idea <laughs> i can't I wouldn't <laughs> be able to explain you what what a single line of code of tirona does um so yeah i'm, I'm now much more in managing uh, the company but also uh, the relations um yeah. and that's really uh, uh it, that was also one of the big processes as a, especially as a founding scientist letting go of that that, that baby you created mm. um mm is a big step i think now it's uh yeah we have other people managing that so and that that, that feels good <laughs> yeah no it makes sense and going into the products then of, of, of you, know, you have three major products at, at the moment right um since 2014 so take us through each one and a bit of a uh, on, on a top level piece let's say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah so the the main focus of tirona is on, on chest so the lungs mostly lung diseases and there we have our main product is a, a product that analyzes chest CT scans. And the focus is a little bit different than most other companies. So because you would think if you make imaging, you work for radiologists or you make software that, that's meant to make radiologists life easier. Somehow mm -hmm. our software does that. But our software uh, is really focused on treatments. So if right. you are a treating physician and you, because we come from clinical trials, if you, if you do a certain treatment, the software helps you select which patient uh, can have this treatment or should have another treatment. Uh, what happens uh, if you treat, is the patient getting better? So it, we really make software that helps in treating a patient. So not so much in um, reducing workload for radiologists, but right. helping uh, to plan treatments, for example. Just, just on that though, how is that, how is that set up differently then? If you were to sort of do a compare and contrast, people listening to this will be familiar with you know, the diagnostic tools um for imaging um so how is it different when you're talking about treatments yeah so um so diagnostics indeed you can say okay um we have diagnostic products like covid yeah. that's a, i think an easy yeah, example yeah. that product says here's a ct scan what's the chance that someone has covid and, and how much we're in the lung 
But our core software says, here's a scan of a patient with a known disease, um, but here's a set of treatments, which treatments would fit this patient best? Or uh, after a patient is treated and we know what the treatment was, what effect did the treatment have? And is that the effect you're looking for? And that's all because when you normally have like a, you have a lung disease, the only thing you can do is like blow in a pipe and say, oh, you blow out more or less air and it's a bit more yeah. advanced. But with imaging, you can see exactly what's going on and what's happening and personalize what's, what's going to happen to the patient. Oh, I, I see. So it's more um, like long-term analysis and then you're, you're creating com comparison trends on, um, based on that. Yeah, so it's it's uh, and it's 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 very close to diagnostic imaging. It's it's, it's yeah. It's, you're still finding the disease and you're still saying how much is where, but that's a there's it's almost for screening versus not. You already know what disease the patient yeah. is. You're not uh, we can do that, but that's just generally also not really in our space what they need. We know a patient has cystic fibrosis, for example. You're just yeah. helping to map out what's happening to this patient. Is, are they getting worse? Are they getting better? Is the treatment working? Should they change treatment? So it's, it's, it's a different focus. I see. Okay. And then, to, to, sorry for jumping in and your explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so but I just wanted to out, outline there if there was a, a major difference. So um, you have three all around the lungs, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so we also, so in the lungs, we also do uh, X-ray imaging, but we, that product is pretty special. It's called cat for tb and it's not aimed at the Western world, it's for developing countries. So there's still a lot of tuberculosis going around, of course, in developing countries. And the aim is to eradicate that. But the only way to do that is to find people who have it and treat them with antibiotics. Uh, and there are no physicians there, right? Yeah. So together with uh, Delft, another Dutch company, we have developed AI that with an X-ray triage as soon as possible, like in, in seconds, um, when people come to a screening, is there a chance you have TB, you get a, a genetic test. If not, you're good to go. Uh, I think this, that, yeah, it's um, it's not useful in the Netherlands, US, UK, whatever. There's no, not real tuberculosis here, but it's, it's really aimed at developing countries making it possible there to do something with a medical image. Uh, so it's a, it's a triage tool. And uh, yeah, we have a third product. It's a, it's a startup in our scale up. It's a, for retinal imaging. <laughs> so there we are, we are aiming at, at, at preventing blindness. So if you're screened because you have diabetes, for example, and very quickly we can say, hey, should you go to a treating physician or um, you have no signs yet of any disease? So continue and come back in two years. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, what was the um, thought process behind the retinal um, piece? Slightly different to the lung, you know, it, it's a little yeah. bit away from what you guys have been doing and, and your career especially. Was there someone who's come in and gone, right, we need to do retinal now? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, that's, a, that's, that's like how we matured as a company. So the first idea was not that we would only do lungs. We thought, mm. hey, technically we know how to make many products. We are going to make a platform and underwater, all the software has the same technological background, and we can spin off many things. So indeed, someone came, did a PhD in retina, had an ID. Sure, it fits. Uh, and we kept retina because we believe in it. But we also learned <laughs> focus is very important. Because yeah. yes, technically, making the products is one thing. But serving the market and, and the market needs and really tailoring it, you cannot do that for 20 applications. So yeah. lesson learned, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but this, this, so, but retina, yeah, it, it is a good idea. So we're, we're keeping yeah. it in, but yeah, it, it basically really diverges uh, from lung. Absolutely. And, and 
the, the focus piece is really interesting because we had the exact same conversation with Oliver Armitage from BIOS Health, this the, the co-founder there. And they have so many different applications about what they could do with their with their technology. And he he learns all the time about people coming to him and going, that tech, we could use it for X, Y, and Z. And I've not considered it for mental health or for this or for that. And he's like, ah, we need to focus on yeah. our cardiovascular piece. And then maybe we can create a platform. So I think that's probably a common thread because what you guys do is so amazing and has so many different applications. But actually, most important is doing something and doing it really, really well yeah. and being being known for that. So would you keep these three products now or is that going to be your, your guys' piece in the market? Yeah, I think so. Lang is, is the main focus so that the cat for tb and chest products yeah. are because it's both Lang. Uh, yeah, it's two products because it's, it, it has very different. Yeah. But, but in the end, the, the knowledge is the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the retina, we, we, we will keep it. <laughs> but yeah. in the company, yeah, it, 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 it has very different pathway. We have a very different background. Um, and yeah, indeed, the focus. And it's not only focus on making the best product, but what does the customer want? And it's a different customer. Yeah. Um, so that yeah it's a lesson learned pretty quickly but <laughs> <laughs> yeah and before we go into that and we can probably look at you know the difference in customers and the relationships between the 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 uh, chest x-ray um product and how you you came about with with um Therina and the, the retina um product before that i just want to delve into to the developing piece and the, the tuberculosis because it's probably something that a lot of the listeners um and watchers don't really consider it's still a problem, um, especially in the developing world. So I guess when you're creating a product um, and you're partnering with Delph and you know Delph Imaging, they go out there with their, with their trucks <clears throat> to where they're placed with no physicians, I guess, what are the restrictions for having an AI powered solution that is cutting edge technology and it has to go work where there is no infrastructure, like nothing there at all. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually, it's, it's also part of the fun of the product. So yeah, indeed, we make the AI, it has restrictions in the sense of it. Uh, so we also make the infrastructure for the imaging, not, not for the rest. So indeed, it has restrictions on how much memory can it use? How fast does it need to be? Um, so it's a, it's a very different ball game. It, of course, you have to be very careful. You're going through a lot of different countries. So also for which populations does it work? Be very careful uh -huh. about that. Um, um, we also say if we if it's a population that we don't are not sure we covered, first do a test and otherwise update. Um, so you have a lot of restrictions. Um, and I think it's also so. For example, yeah, you all we all go to cloud. But hey, we're driving around in a truck in Africa. <laughs> There's not even power, let alone. <laughs> we yeah. have had to make a solution where our cloud system is downloaded on a small box computer and the software has to run the infrastructure, the databasing. If it's once it's connected to the internet, sync for backup. Yeah. Um, so it's very, but it, it, it's, it's challenging in, in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, th I think it gives a lot of purpose to what we do. Mm. It's, it's really a, a product that's endorsed by WHO that's used 5,000 times a day, I think for an AI product to be used in real life 5,000 times a day is, is, is amazing. It's also to, amazing to work on. And the, that's also, in the end, giving us a lot of experience what happens when an AI product is actually used 
on a very large scale. So that, that helps the Rona also for the developed countries in the end a lot, because we already know what happens when you start full force using a product. So it, it has a, a lot of challenges, but a lot of lessons also. Yeah, so I imagine that then feeds into the development of the other products. Yeah. Um, because you, 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 like you said, it's very rare that you have these this amount of data and it, the wide usage of yeah. and the nuances and the, and the differences. But why, why and when did this partnership <laughs> come about? And because I can't imagine you waking up one day and go, right, let's <laughs> let, let's try and diagnose tuberculosis across the world. <laughs> no, that's actually. Um, can make a beautiful story for myself about it because actually, uh, so Guido, the, the owner of Delft Imaging Systems, um, was already working with the university VR spin out of, um, and they were so that they already had the idea we have to make AI and, and make this tuberculosis screening possible. But it was developed inside a university hospital. So we started yeah. Tirona in 2014, and, and at some point, Delft Imaging Systems said, Yeah, keeping that in a university is. A risk it also you know it needs to be we want it certified we want it professional we want it uh, adaptions have to be quick and we want the company to talk to and that's when um if you put it from the university in tirona by now the product is of course 20 times different than it was then but the, the original id is really delft imaging and we yeah. are the pow ai power behind it yeah. Yeah. okay um and then going going into sort of the the conception really and, and how you guys have, have started is different to a lot of other companies you're very unique and very lucky I, I would say in being clinical trial led from the very start um so I guess if you wanted to, to give everybody um an understanding of what that means yeah. and uh, what's it if, what the effect has been on your development as well yeah I think indeed so um maybe to explain the clinical trial part because we come from research and actually because I used to work in academia and then uh, partly in a CRO where we're as a project lead um, with pharma companies, I knew how they do research to, to medications and what imaging role there is or could be. I think that's it. It's more a vision at that time. Um, so when we started Tirona, we knew hmm, we have all this knowledge that where we can really help hey uh, if you are a biotech company or a pharma company and you're investigating lung diseases we can help you what's happening in your patients which patients is it working which patients is it not so tirona started to build a model around we are the experts we help you as another company when you're developing a treatment which patient should you treat from the imaging uh, what's actually happening in the patient a lot of times um actually i think we became became so successful because the conception visually of what was happening is not what we were seeing with ai um, right. we were really able to help and i think the 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 business concept around it is is unique but also interesting because in the end making a business in medical ai is very difficult because you're dealing with hospitals who is going to pay each country is different but the trial part is a business to business part so it's right. one company dealing with another company um, and there, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit easier business model. <laughs> uh, and in the end, we are um, the partner that starts from inception. Hey, you're making a treatment. How do we do the imaging? All yeah. the way to the treatment is approved. It's now in the clinic. And we are offering your physicians that are using the treatment the same software or yeah, the clinically approved software to actually use your uh, treatment. And, and we have had done that path. And I think that's the, that's the way... We grew, it's also maturity. We didn't foresee this completely at the beginning. Um, 
but that's i think the unique way for us because we are also with the jcp product we are live there are over 400 hospitals using our software on a daily basis and we get paid for it and that yeah. is because we come in not at the front at radiology saying hey we can reduce your workload but we come in at the back let's say from the treating <laughs> physician saying for us to be able to treat we need this and this done on the scan so it's a very different way of getting into the hospital it's very expert level so it's, uh, it's yeah. not something you can start today and do tomorrow <laughs> um but from where we come from it, it, it's a it's it's a logical way to work no it makes perfect sense it seems like you just like i said naturally it, it's grown in that in that direction um from yourselves um i guess when did it go from when did you go live in your first in your first hospital when did you make the transition from going for b2b maybe into more b2c um that's, uh, with it that's actually already happened in 2016 so we started 2014 mm -hmm. um but we had some customers in mind where we thought this could happen <laughs> um, and one of them we were able to to start a partnership at that time we were three people uh, mm -hmm. we had no uh, clinical approval no regulatory approval whatsoever we had software uh, trial experience and an id <laughs> uh, and they yeah they partnered up with us um and said hey if you a we do we did some analysis work on their trials retrospectively and if you're able to get the regulatory clearance by then and then for this product we're going to to the market together and we did so i think it's very unique also we got i mean uh, of course we, we did a lot of work with it's also luck somehow yeah? everything is yeah uh, we, we found the company that we wanted to work with yeah they, they took a chance yeah. worked with this three person company um, yeah, yeah. make this it's, it's, it's never luck it's, it's <laughs> um it's preparation meets opportunity <laughs> it's yeah never... i only know in dutch how to say it but i always say yeah it seems like there's a lot of luck but also you make the luck happen right That's, yeah, uh, for sure um, definitely definitely but how does how does the way that you guys work and your path to um revenue let's say um how does that affect your development pipelines your you know your your research roadmap when you're thinking about it because i guess it's probably a little bit different to other companies yes it's uh, it's actually very challenging um because we're that company that makes huge roadmaps and then never keeps them because it's very <laughs> it's very dynamic so we're because we're growing so much now we're actually right now more than 40 employees um it's, it's it's getting a bit better but yeah because we, we know we also have clinical products right like purely clinical so that those are products that you can really map out uh, the next release in six months has a b and c but then we have the trial business where hey there's a, a new trial they want this and this we don't have it yet we think we can make it and then it's always okay we need some resources on that <laughs> so it's a very dynamic world um we found a good way to deal with it to be able to keep our promises on what is definitely in the product for the customers that we have clinically and and there's a lot of flexibility so many roadmaps are only six weeks yeah. uh, compared to the six month roadmaps we have for ce releases for example um but it's very dynamic and it's uh now that we're growing so much and we have uh, customers that we're actually starting to say no to it's a, yeah. it's a difficult but i think it's also a maturity point there are things that when when we say uh, no this is an over ask or this is we, we can't fit that in anymore um yeah. but it's very dynamic yeah was it was it like a proud moment 
when you say actually we we haven't got enough capacity for this <laughs> or was that was <laughs> yeah. that quite challenging to do for you you were like so, ah <laughs> for 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 like the startup you come from where because we we, we did everything indeed uh, organically with customers yeah, so yeah. every everything was was uh, funded by ourselves by doing work mm. um you never said no basically so it was on one hand it was a proud moment looking back but it was a very painful it's a very painful <laughs> moment when it happened because and you know we were warned about that when we were growing and of course we have advisors and everything they said this moment is coming it's going to hurt but in the end it's a sign mm. that you're that you're that you're really there <laughs> so yeah. um yeah it's, it's all you keep learning when you start a company <laughs> yeah for sure and how does so if you're looking at that for the long piece then very much um uh relationship led clinical trial led the retina um was a little bit different so how does that how did that experience compare and what were your what were your biggest learns between between the two yeah, honestly, I think we could have learned more between the two sometimes, because we sometimes make the same mistakes. Um, retina is very different. There we in the screening uh, world. So it's, a, it's much more of a high volume game than what we're right. doing. Uh, and it's much less of um, we are the experts that help you make things better or possible. It's much more of it, it's, it's, it's the, the, the same as the radiology game, basically. We make it possible to screen so many people at the high volume without burdening the physicians. That that that's what the, yeah. the pitch is. Um, uh, we learned, of of course, we technically we learned everything, but uh, sales wise, uh, we learned we basically learned it's so different uh, because uh, who is going to pay for it is different. The the customer journey is different. Uh, our value proposition is different. Um, so yeah honestly but the only thing we did learn is indeed it is okay to say no if it doesn't fit yeah uh, that we learned a bit earlier than with chest yeah, that makes sense and then if you're looking at then at the future and what you guys will be moving forward what are your main aims in, in the next six or 12 months in the, in the shorter term and where do you think your products and then either extra products that you'll have will be in the next two or three years if you can see that it's probably going to change like you said it's very dynamic <laughs> yeah i think so we have, we have a pretty clear focus we have last year with covid and everything that happened around it also for us uh, the change in in products we had because of covid made us rethink but in the end we're back on the same track we were a year ago we um so the main goal is excel at the trials make more uh, pathways all the way from trial into clinics so more ways you can get into clinics with treating physicians for example we have focused on pulmonology a lot so the the lung physicians but actually surgeons that do thoracic surgery are our next main target because they, it fits really well in the proposal so mm -hmm. expand the clinical presence i think that's the, the the main message but we do it through our own pathway uh, I think that's the goal. And also, if you look at the much longer term, yes, of course, the goal is that in every hospital, in every CT scan, you have to use our software to be able to, as a radiologist, to, to, to give good service to your treating physicians. Um, and retina, yeah, then there, there's the goal. Um, and in the end, I think it, it might be two different entities that are both Tirona, but they, they are just so different. Um, but there, yeah, we want to be the, the screening partner. And about other um, applications, 
maybe, yeah, I think so in, in, in a few years, but in a smarter way. So for example, we're already looking at, okay, you have a chest CT scan, but usually it has the abdomen on it as well. So it's a logical expansion because it's the same scan, it's the same expertise, it's the same customers. So yeah. let's expand, uh, yeah, if, let's expand there to different diseases instead of the brain. That, that wouldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like different diseases within the same scam would, you know, would, yeah. would, would make sense. I think that's, that's yeah. not, not based on what your technique can do, it's based on the, the customer journeys you have to understand. It's the same customers. Yeah, well, yeah, and like, like you said, it, I think everything that you said has been insightful in the fact that you're you're listening. It, it, it's 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 a listen and right. Let's try and solve your problem rather than going with a solution and trying to find a problem for that solution. Yeah, um, it, it's a problem solving exercise for you guys. But in the last piece of, of this episode, I wanted to really touch on um, the amazing. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's an achievement. Um, I don't know if that's the right word to say. Um, but you you have a, a really strong business in terms of diversity um, and in terms of um, uh, female representation in, in both the, the top leadership positions, but also the um, decision, uh, the, the actual engineers in itself. More than more than most companies in this space, and more than other industries, especially within AI and especially with tech. So. I guess to start off this conversation, I'll sort of throw it onto you. And was this something that was um, considered early on? Were you thinking about, right, let's try and put some key um, parameters in place to achieve this? Or is this something that you've just, it's just naturally grown through? I think it, it started naturally. Of course, um, the, the, for example, if you look at women, yeah, being a woman makes it so, uh, more natural to hire women as well. Um, yeah. But it became more of a focus point because I realized, so, uh, of course, there are so many uh, men <laughs> in the empty layer. And um, I realized at some point when they're hiring people and I was not so involved anymore. And they told me, yeah, we interviewed six people and they scored them nicely and they were going to hire four men. I said, but there's a woman there who, who scored higher. Well, what's going on? It's an unconscious process um, wow. where that's so now it, it, there's, there's a little bit more focus. And I think the other thing that we have been very careful about this that once you have women and men in women just communicate differently so um yeah there's a bit of it, it was a conscious choice to sometimes say let's push <laughs> a woman up because even though she's not so vocal she does have all the the potential and that's how we indeed one of our lead software engineers is a, is a woman and that yeah, i yeah. think it's it's, it's it, that's because of being conscious about it if we would just have listen, like uh, look and, and who screams loudest, it would not be a woman. So I think you have to be conscious and it helps to have women in the in the top layers to, to be conscious about it. Uh, and then of course nationalities, uh, because we are 40 people, but it's, it's I mean, there are more non-Dutch than Dutch. And it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's now 14 nationalities or something that we have. Um, I think that's also natural because we, we, we already started out with different nationalities. Um, and we like it because also our customers are all over the world. So it also, yeah, yeah, when we have a Japanese customer, for example, right now we pull in a Japanese uh, colleague to, to it, it. So it, and also um, you learn a lot from each other and, and honestly also a lot of tech expertise. Yeah, <laughs> it's all over yeah, the world. Yeah. You have to get it where you can get it. Um, but once you have the diverse team, it also, and, and you put up a diverse team of people in charge of hiring people, 
uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 not, it's not a conscious effort. Sometimes it's a conscious effort to hire a Dutch person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. Like, because there's, there's an old saying of diversity breeds more diversity. It's like a circle, it just comes full circle. But starting with that is very challenging. Um, but I think you're absolutely right in people who have shared experiences and can see, you know, that maybe women communicate differently to, to, to men or um, different nationalities communicate differently and, and share their voices and have a different way of solving problems to other nationalities. Sometimes it can only take a person with that experience to recognise that for sure. So what would you say if somebody is listening to this, who is looking to affect change in their business and going, ah, I'm struggling to spot this in my business. Are there certain things that you can suggest to put in place or to really look out for um, with these things? Um, I think, so if, if, if indeed you are, if, if a company is not diverse at all yet, I. I I, so I have no experience that I can feel that, that that's going to be difficult because it's very hard to, to look at another perspective. I think once you have a little bit of diversity, the key, at least for us, was to make the people that do the interviews and that are responsible for selecting these fees, make that diverse. Because we, for example, sometimes look at CVs and we have no idea of, if something is a good university or the company they work for. And, and then the people from those countries say, Oh yeah, but that that's in our country. That's like that's the top. Or, yeah. uh, and and some lesson we learned pretty harsh. But we are also Dutch, so Dutch is a bit forward. Hierarchy is not really a thing. I mean, it doesn't matter. Everyone talks to each other at the same level. So for us, it was in the beginning really hard to realize why people were not performing as we expected. Um, and that and then but then we just asked them, hey, we expected A and B. We think you actually can do it, but. Mm -hmm. And then the reason was that they thought they said, yeah, but in the hierarchy, I don't have to, you know, I, I can't do that. It's not, I, that's not in my mandate, my power. And we, for yeah. us, that was a huge surprise, but a huge lesson um, that not everyone functions the way we do and people become unhappy. Yeah. Because they don't know what's expected and we expect something. So I think it's, it is an open communication thing to, to make right. it work in the end. Yeah, it's about, it's about empowerment then. Yeah, for um, that, at least in the Dutch setting, that's the lesson we learned. We sometimes, ex we, we are so not used to hierarchy and um, we so much appreciate initiative, but for mm. other cultures that can be very difficult because that's not appreciated. And, and yeah. open dialogue about it really help people. They really still say, yeah, they, they still sometimes have to get used to it even though they work for us for five years. Uh, yeah. It keeps being a dialogue because uh, it's so against their nature. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And going just going back to sort of women in 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 tech or in, in AI, is there are there um, communities and um, networks which you utilize or have utilized in in the past? Um, honestly, myself, no. I always feel a bit. Uh, I have done like uh, I have been sent to courses when I was still a scientist, for example. Yeah, women yeah. In science, how do you deal with men? I, I unconsciously learned a lot from that. But I've never really felt the the I'm a woman, so it's different. Um, yeah. Only now that I'm that we are a growing company, seeing I see indeed that um, unconsciously, uh, for example, in meetings when thing, when 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 people are like grabbing opportunities, 
it's always the women who see the problems that are actually there. And it's that this, this sounds a bit bad, but it's often the men that are like, oh, no problem, no problem. And, and yeah, unconsciously you think, okay, they're gonna solve, solve this. But um, so I learned on, uh, a lot from these kind of communities, but honestly, I'm not in them. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, makes, makes sense. So I, I guess it's sort of, it's been learned behavior like you've just observed really um as you guys as you've grown there is a slight difference now and that you don't want to have an environment where there isn't that empowerment the open dialogue so you guys have, have put in place um a culture and an environment to make sure that the right areas are fostered from you know going back to when you were like a, a two three four person company so that when you get you know at 40 when you get to 60 it's yeah. almost it's almost the same as best you can <laughs> it won't be yeah. but it'll be close to as best yeah. you can is that kind of the, the thought process yeah you? exactly and I, I think that the lesson is once you're diverse include the diversity in in any growth so um if you want to, to empower women to to climb make sure there are women in whatever committees uh when you talk about it make sure and, and make sure you hear them i think that's the and, and it's a bit easier because, of course, I'm a woman. <laughs> Sometimes that makes that. I think it's a huge difference if the if, if the top level is only men, not because they're yeah. not willing, and it's not at all that. It's because sometimes it's just really hard to realize what's what's yeah. going on. And and sometimes I guess if if you're a woman and you're looking up and just seeing men as your superiors, it, it can be quite challenging to. So some people might find it challenging to even raise their voice. Yeah and go oh previously it's not been heard before like <laughs> why is it going to be heard this time yeah. so yeah, I mean, yeah a... indeed and i think also for example um i had children well tirona was already growing um and i made it unconsciously i realized i'm making a big point out of uh, for example pumping milk at work and taking time for that not and mm. not i mean it's a normal thing but i made it almost extra visible <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That it has to be an example that uh, you for the women that is okay to have a private life and to work less because you have children and still be there uh, yeah. I, I i noticed that unconsciously i'm doing a little bit of extra effort sometimes to yeah, yeah to empower women <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure so the extra imaging and the extra you know the extra piece to say it, it's okay to, to to you know this is a natural thing so yeah. <laughs> you're a mother you know this is a this is something that happens for for every yeah, woman exactly. um, and, and it's okay if you don't work a uh, full time and still have a career and it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. if you leave at four and pick up your kids and and do some work in the evening it's not it's not yeah, even yeah. an issue <laughs> yeah yeah it's something that i'm really passionate about because my mum is an accountant and so she's in a very male dominated um world in, in accountancy and she brought she brought me and my sister up on our, on our on her own. So she was coming back at like three o'clock to yeah. pick us up from school, and then doing doing work in the evenings and and stuff. So it's yeah, it's a passion of, of mine as well. And and what you guys are doing, it seems to be strong, not just in life sciences, not just in AI, but it seems of of tech, full stop. Um, and something that I'd urge anybody if you wanted to speak to you, I would imagine you would <laughs> you would look to help them if you can. Um, but but yeah, I, I really enjoyed today um this this morning is, is what we're recording on so i don't know if there's anything you would like to add to to the discussion or, or anything you, you thought of that you would like to, to to sort of finish with um no i think it was a nice discussion i think the focus indeed on your culture and your company to be able to grow at least as we did organically it, it yeah it, it's 
it's sometimes forgotten, but I think it's very nice that we touched on it because it's it's key for me. Yeah, for sure. And organically seems to always be the best way to grow. Um, anyway, it makes you very strong in your foundation. So thank you very much for your time. I do, if people do want to follow up with you, what is the best way um, for you? Because I imagine there's going to be some discussions after this. <laughs> I think uh, well, email is always the best. We have like a general email address, info at hirona.eu. It's on the website. Because um, yeah. then it goes for also sure that if it's not only in my mailbox, but it's it's in the general mailbox. Uh, I really like uh, follow up. So yeah. awesome, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. Really thank appreciate you. it. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of LifeSite AI, the podcast series. If you would like to listen to any of the other series or episodes in this series too, then please go back and listen to them on either Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast hosting service. Alternatively, you can find out more and listen and watch to every episode on cyproglobal.com. Thank you and see you next time.